It's Black Friday, and like we do every Friday, I'm going to tell you how the Florida Gators can win tomorrow here on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Gators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. Happy Black Friday. I'm Brandon Olson. Find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find all my written work with whole nine sports, Giants, Country, NFL 33. Download the game some app, create an account, and use code Locked On College for $20 off your first purchase. Also, do be sure to at least at least check out subtext if you want to be a locked on Gators insider. If you want my list of who Florida should hire for offensive coordinator, transfer portal risks, all that fun stuff, go there. Two weeks free, then five bucks a month after that. Cancel at any time. It's a great way to support the show if you want to do that. But we're talking today about how the Florida Gators can beat the Florida State Seminoles. And I'm going to start with the first one of let Max Brown be Max Brown. And by that, I mean, allow him the complete green light to do whatever he wants to do, whatever he feels he needs to do. You cannot put him on a leash. I get it. A lot of times you have a freshman, redshirt freshman, starting quarterback that's making his first start ever and you go okay let's rein it in let's keep the game plan conservative run the ball a ton don't throw it unless we have to here's the thing this is a very unique situation for max brown to be starting in because max brown is starting in the last game of the season for a team with a five and six record meaning you win you're bowl eligible you lose You have to apply to get in based on your academic merit against a currently undefeated team fighting for a college football playoff spot that's also missing their starting quarterback. Do you see where I'm I'm headed with this one? You gotta let him be him. You cannot... Let me put it this way. Two things. One. If you're Billy Napier, you've spent years now living with the mantra of scare money, don't make money, you know? Scare money, don't make money. You know, you have to let Max Brown go out there. You can't go out there and coach scared. You can't go out there and coach too conservative. You have to allow Max Brown to stretch the field. And I don't care if that means Ricky Pearsall crossers. I don't care if that means Eugene Wilson the third running that wheel route on a bunch that he scored on uh, against Arkansas. I don't care if that means putting Aiden Mizell on the field, letting him run straight. Genuinely, give a damn. I don't care if he doesn't even throw it. You have to allow him the option, though. That's it. You can't keep him on a leash. You have to let him go. 
Let him do whatever he wants to do. Also, two, as I said, when I said scare money on May 20, I said one, now two. Chicks dig the long ball. It's it's as simple as that, right? You have to let him go. Just let Max Brown challenge vertically. Again, even if that means, hey, just if it's there, take the shot. If they have a step, take the shot. If you feel comfortable, take the shot. If you can step into the throw, take the shot. Whatever it might be, you have to allow Max Brown to challenge vertically. We get, I mean, we spent all season going, hey, Graham, we'd love it if you would throw the deep ball. That's not Graham's game. These are two very different quarterbacks. If Max Brown wants to take that deep shot, let him. Also, because guess what that does? That means that defensive backs are going to have to back off a little bit. They're going to have to worry about that deep shot. And that means they're not helping out in run support. If they're not helping out in run support, you know what that means? That means that your running game thrives from it. Guess what else that opens up? That opens up that RPO, that zone read, read option, whatever you want to call it, where Max Brown can hand the ball or keep it himself. That opens that up, especially if DBs aren't helping him run support. Then you run those zone reads. You're taking a defender out of the play because he's either running past you and Max Brown takes the ball, or he's standing up and he can't help you tackle Trevor Etienne or Montreal Johnson. Stretching the field just opens up everything for this Florida Gators offense. If you allow that, if you just go, hey, we're going to come out, we're going to dink and dunk, and that's what we're going to do, you're not going to win this game. This is a good Florida State defense. And I understand their pass rush is good, their defensive line is very good. That's my thing here, too, where we keep talking about, oh, they. I think it's the 15th ranked defense, 15th best pass defense in the country right now. A lot of that is stemming from their pass rush. You force quarterbacks into bad throws, hurried throws, and they're inaccurate. I get it. However, again, if you're Florida, if you could keep six guys in and just go, hey, man, we're just going to run Yankee, Mills, Smash. I don't care what it is, just an op- a route where there's a deep option. And you want to take that shot every now and then. You can challenge this secondary. You have to hold up up front. But keep Hayden in pass pro. Keep Montreal in pass pro. Make it, Give it a shot. But again, this is scared money don't make money. Has been your mantra, Billy Napier. It's been what's on the hoodies. It's been the video that recruits still posts, even though that was at your last job when you said it. Scare money don't make money has been everything. You have to go out there and allow Max to be Max. And I get it. This is the kind of situation where this seems like a game where Billy Napier might not do that. I I, I feel like I want to put my faith in him here. I want to put my faith in Billy Napier to go, you know what? We cannot handcuff Max Brown. We cannot put him on a leash. We have to let him run free. And I think that gives you your best chance of winning. I understand even on the crossover yesterday, I was like, hey, I'm not too concerned with turnovers because you're playing with house money at this point. You're not supposed to win this game. That's that's not supposed to, Florida's not supposed to be in this game right now. But you you are. You you've got a shot 
at destroying the Florida State Seminoles' hopes and dreams because they still believe if we beat Florida, we're going to be ranked not, not, not so fast because you still have to beat Florida. You let Max go down in history because he is a quarterback that wants to throw the ball deep. And also where we talk about the offensive line not being good and how that could backfire with a young quarterback, you could also talk about how it maybe gets negated by his mobility. That was a huge thing that I said when Graham Mertz committed to Florida. I said, your offensive line this year is worse than it was last year. It's going to look significantly worse because you don't have Anthony Richardson back there able to extend plays. Hi, you still don't have Anthony Richardson, but you have a mobile quarterback back there that can extend plays now. Give him the chance. That's what I'm saying. Your offensive line, they haven't been great. Keep Hayden in pass pro, like I said. Keep Montreal in pass pro, like I said. Hell, keep them both in pass pro at the same time. I don't care. But you can find time. You can find a way to challenge vertically in a smart way. So I, I'm expecting that to be a game plan. And if that's not the game plan, chalk it up as an L. If you're not allowing this offense to challenge vertically, just just roll over and die already because that's what you're doing anyway. Now, we do also have to talk about how the Florida Gators defense can try to contain this Florida State offense. Before we talk about that, with passion, drive, and patience, that's what brings home the winning trophy, and it's also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and Level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die. You'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part, guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber and not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices that you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit is only available to U.S. customers. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. And don't forget, we will be going live on YouTube tomorrow immediately following the game against Florida State. And the podcast audio version will be up shortly after that. But now... It's not, like we have to talk about this Florida Gators defense a lot this offseason because it, it was horrible this year, like historically bad. There is a way not to save this defense, but there there is a way where you can help this defense find some success against Florida State. And I think your best way to do it is by playing cover two and cover four as frequently as you can, and, and press up when you do that. I thought about saying cover one and cover three, but then my brain kicked in, and I was like, well, that leaves your corners on the island, and your corners have been, honestly, the weakest part of your defense this season if you're Florida. Linebackers haven't been great, but they've had moments of, of being good. Have your corners... Really? I don't think so. 
So I think that if I'm Austin Armstrong, I'm going to this game going, okay, we're going to be very cover two and very cover four heavy. We'll mix in cover three and cover one, of course, because you have to. But for the most part, cover two, cover four. The logic behind that being you don't put your corners on an island. You give them help over top and on the perimeter because that's been where Florida has been getting killed this season is on the perimeter on deep plays. We talk about, oh, Florida's given up the most explosive plays. Florida's given up so many explosive plays in the country. Yes, a lot of them have come on the perimeter. So how do you negate that? If you're playing cover two, that means that your corners are up right there in the flats. They're going to drop back a bit depending on how you're teaching it one and which variation of cover two it is but they have safety help over the top. If you want to attack out wide with Keon Coleman and Johnny Wilson against cover two, you know how you have to do it. You have to either send them inside on a post or you have to hit that whole shot. And the whole shot is between where the corners are and where the safeties are. Uh, so we look at corners dropping back. I'm just going to, draw the defense real quick and we're just going to very loosely go with it because you know why not right let's let's do it those are your corners those are your safeties deep that's that's what we're doing again i'm going to quickly do this but when you're looking at right there corners drop corners drop safety shift safety shift if you're not hitting that post route over the middle there you got to hit that area between the corners and the safeties. And do you know what that is? That is an NFL throw. So if you're going to have Tate Rodemaker beat you by throwing NFL throws, hell, then let him do it. Because those are incredibly difficult throws. You got to have touch, but you also have to have the velocity to get it where it has to get to. So if you're going to if you're going to force Tate Rodemaker to beat you throwing NFL throws, you do that. When you look at cover two, you also talk about taking over the intermediate middle, the short middle. That's great too, because you know who else is on that Florida State offense? Jaheim Bell. And we talked about him a bit yesterday. I think if you play cover two, that's your best chance at neutralizing all three of those guys. And that's huge. Also in cover two you leave your corners close to the line of scrimmage or closer to the line of scrimmage, that keeps them in run support. Again, the cover two has its weak spots. If you could hit that whole shot, if you could attack that post, you could do it. But also, when you have cover four, that gives you a little bit more wiggle room. So I think cover two, cover four is your best chance at taking away the deep ball on the perimeter. Because if you can force Tate Rodemaker, again, this is not an insult to Tate Rodemaker in any way, shape, or form. I'm saying you make him make NFL throws, and you live with that. If he can, if you lose because he's throwing NFL throws, he's making NFL throws consistently. I'm fine with it. Like I'm not going to be mad if Tate Rodemaker's balling out, not because the defense is bad, but because he's playing just phenomenal football. I'm not going to be mad at that. I know people will be. I'm not going to be mad at that if he's just playing a hell of a football game. You make him earn that. Because on the boundary, you've got six foot seven 
Johnny Wilson, and six foot four, Keon Coleman, and six foot three, tight end Jaheim Bell is in there. You've got a lot of space to cover and a lot of size to cover. So you keep as much help as you can because guess what? Your corners, they're what, six foot tall? You've got one safety that's like six three. You lose the size battle. So make them make NFL throws. That's how you can slow down this offense best. You, of course, have to win early downs, and and you can't give up big plays, and you got to force them into throwing situations. But there is a blueprint, or or there is a way that you can stop this Florida State offense. Because even when you look at what Florida State has done just this season, with a healthy Jordan Travis, there's been games where they haven't gone off. There's been games where they haven't just completely dominated. I mean, Pitt held them to 24, and Pitt's not a great team. Miami held them to 27. Miami's not a great team. I mean, Keon Coleman was a non-factor, a virtual non-factor against Miami. He, he didn't have a great game. He had a touchdown there, but like he, he was a virtual non-factor. You keep corners close to them, you have safety help over top, and that's your best shot at slowing down this Florida State offense. That's it. Like, like you make them earn every inch, make them earn every yard. And yes, they can do the same thing to you when I'm talking about, oh, let Max Brown throw deep. They can limit your deep ball that way. But again, that's where we talk. That's the bigger difference there, I think, between Florida and Florida State with this. You can play cover two, cover four, and try to limit the deep ball. Florida's rushing threat is going to be better from the quarterback position, and that's going to help open everything else up as well. There's also the important factor of don't shoot yourself in the foot, which if you're Florida, you tend to do that quite a bit. Before we talk about how you can't do that and how you can maybe prevent that from happening, it is time to remind you that we are a day away from the Florida Gators' final regular season game of the year. Maybe they get a bowl game if they win that, and they're taking on the Florida State Seminoles in Gainesville. If you're looking for tickets this late, game time is the place for last-minute ticket deals. The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Snag tickets without the stress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code locked on college for $20 off your first purchase. Terms do apply. This code locked on college for $20 with game time. So download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. Thanks for making Locked On Gators your first listen of the day every day. If you are available daily and free with us in the podcast. And like I mentioned, Florida, you can't shoot yourself in the foot here. And by that, I mean Florida has a an impressive tendency of just making horrible plays, horrible decisions at the worst time. And by that, I mean penalties, false start penalties have been a killer for this team early on. Stupid procedural things like that that shouldn't happen, Florida's allowed to happen. Fumbles at the most inopportune times. You look at... Um, the, the Max, Brown, <clears throat> the Max Brown fumbled handoff there happened, uh, the LSU game, you force a turnover on downs on the goal line. You're driving. Graham Mertz gets sacked. 
fumble. You force another turnover on downs immediately. Guess what happens? You get a fun little thing we call a personal foul on second down. You're put into second and 25, and at that point, everybody and their mother should have known this is going to end up in a punt for Florida. Also, do you like the, the credential that's hanging up on that shelf right there? Because that's a new one. That is from the NIT uh, tip-off tournament that started on Wednesday. And if you're watching this on Friday before 5.30 Eastern time, Florida's playing Baylor, 5.30 Eastern time. And also, going back to the actual topic here, you hold LSU's offense to a field goal in the second quarter. You punt. So many times where Florida makes good plays defensively and then the offense crumbles. And then later in the game, the defense crumbles. It's very rare to get this team working at the same time. When Florida's offense works, then their defense stops working. You look at the Missouri game. Again, early on, Missouri drives all the way downfield, hold them to a field goal, you score a touchdown. You force a three and out against Missouri, you go three and out. You force a three and out, you go three and out because you got what? A false start, and you got into a third and eight, you go false start, delay of game. Then it's third and 18, Graham Mertz runs, you punt. You force another punt. Then what happens? You go three and out again. Then there's, of course, a touchdown that you give up, and you, that's right. That's right. You punt after a false start, uh, halted your drive a little bit. You have the stupid interception thrown. Uh, end of half against LSU, it was, where you just run it out because penalties pinned you back up against your own goal line. Do you see the trend here? Defense makes good plays, which is not very common. Offense does not capitalize at all. And that's been a consistent theme all season. The, the scenarios I just talked about were just last week, but it's a consistent theme all season that when your defense does make a stop, the offense does not capitalize. A lot of the times it's because of penalties. False starts have been a killer. And that, that's really been the main thing. It's been false starts frequently. And I've said before, I think part of that is the constant changing of Jake Slaughter to Kingsley Iguokin, but it looks like Jake Slaughter's just the guy now at center, which is great. But it's also certain times there's dumb play calling where Florida shoots themselves in the foot. We go back to the Georgia game. Fourth and inches against Georgia, and they try the trick play where Trevor Etienne throws the ball. Even though in your last game before that, you ran a trick play where Trevor Etienne threw the ball. They're going to be prepared for Trevor Etienne to throw the ball. It's going to be a thing. Things like that. Like, I don't have a problem when you run reverses, end arounds. I don't have a problem with a lot of the calls. But you can't do things like that. Dumb play calling like that. You can't also just line it up and, and just try to run it like being conservative. That can't be a thing either. Time management, game management. We've talked about the middle eight with Florida, and I haven't looked at the stats, but I think Florida's better in the middle eight this year than they were last year, but they're still bad this year. And the middle eight is the four minutes before halftime and the four minutes after halftime. Usually you win those. Oftentimes you win the game. Because when you manage that, that's great. That's one of the reasons a lot of teams like to uh, 
start the game on defense. That means at halftime, they get the ball, which means if you can score before halftime, then you're scoring and you're getting the ball right back and stuff like that. Um, We look at the Missouri game last week. What happened time management-wise? Trevor Etienne runs out of bounds on third and 12 when Missouri has one timeout remaining. You run out of bounds, they don't have to use that timeout. They still, they still would have had the same amount of time, but they wouldn't have had a timeout to use. You look at the Arkansas game. Why did you lose the Arkansas game? Was it because of a missed 44-yard field goal? That's why you went to overtime. Why was it a 44-yard field goal and not a 39-yard field goal? Because of a procedural penalty, right? An illegal substitution. Let's Let's go back a little bit further in that game, too. Why did you need to rush anybody out at any point to spike the ball or kick the field goal? Because the options were spike the ball, kick the field goal. Why couldn't you call a timeout there? Right. Because you used two timeouts to avoid delay of game penalties earlier in the game. Even going back to the Missouri game. You could have had more timeouts, which again maybe wouldn't have helped you, but defensively, you could have stopped the clock more. You could have stopped the clock and given yourself more time after they converted the fourth and 17, and you could have given yourself more than eight seconds. But you didn't because you had to call timeouts to stop delay of game penalties. Things like that. You shoot yourself, you're shooting yourself in the foot constantly, and that will forever be my main reason for why Billy Napier needs to hire an offensive coordinator this season, which I think he will, or this offseason, which I think he will. We'll talk about that literally Sunday. We're going to have a show coming out about who I think Florida should hire at offensive coordinator and why spoiler alert, or not even who they should and why, who I think are legitimate candidates, why, and who I think is most likely we're starting with the most likely, which spoiler alert is Jeff Scott. That's going to be the guy that I talk about there. He's been the guy we've talked about since September, but I think the main reason Billy Napier needs to hire an offensive coordinator because you're a detail oriented coach. And the details are where your team's screwing up. Hire an offensive coordinator, you get to focus on all those things and getting better in those areas and less on worrying about calling plays, and you win more games. I don't want to hear, we were a field goal away from winning. We were a fourth and 17 away from winning. Don't give a damn, because here's the thing. You didn't win. That's all that matters, right? That's what matters. But you can't shoot yourself in the foot if you're Florida, not in this game. Last chance of the season to make an impact, a positive one. Do it. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. Every day we are available daily and free wherever this is the podcast. We will be back tomorrow post-game to talk about this. Again, going live on YouTube immediately following the game. For Lockdown Gators, I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find all my written work with Whole Nine Sports, Giants Country, NFL 33, and I will see you all tomorrow.